All right, we are live and welcome back to another episode of the Manny Wolf Show, formerly known as the Quarantine All-Stars Masterclass. And uh, originally the idea was I wanted to bring you the best on house arrest, but it's just getting too bleak, man. <laughs> you know? And I want this to continue on beyond that anyway. So it's the Manny Wolf Show now. And I am uh, genuinely, genuinely excited to have my friend, my mentor, uh, Mark Lack, on the program with us today. Not an easy man to get, by the way. <laughs> so, how are you, brother? I'm good, dude. Um, blessed. Very blessed. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the power of a personal brand. Normally, what I want to, what I kind of do with these is I want to give people some sort of tangible takeaway. But I think with you, an explanation of why we might want to focus on our personal brand versus just being a coach, a service provider, you know, whatever it is, and focusing on our product or our service. Um, in in the times that we've talked before, you have a way of articulating it that I think people would really benefit from. So, so why should yeah. we care about a personal brand? There's a lot of reasons. Um, first off, I'll say everybody has a personal brand. Um, you know, you you are using it one way or the other. Um, it's it's basically how people perceive you, how people judge you, how people talk about you behind your back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you have a nine to five job and and you're looking to get a promotion, or if you're looking to go get a new job, it's uh, it's what your hiring manager is is gonna see about you on the internet. Um, I want to make sure we're not frozen real quick here. Can you still hear me? Yeah, you're good. Good on my end. Can you still hear me? Uh-huh. Good on my end. Cool. It just yeah. froze for a second on my end. Um, so everybody has a personal brand. Uh, it's important that you understand, like, you know, if I go, if I, if you, if you reach out to me and say, you want me to, you want to hire me or you want to work with me or whatever, you know, I go and immediately look at you on social media or I go to your company, right. I go to your website or your non-existing website, or I go to your, I go to your LinkedIn profile or I go and I find you on Google or something like what, what am I going to find? Um, what are what are people going to say about you behind your back, positive or negative? Mm -hmm. You know what 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 is your brand online? And it may be your business brand, or it may be what we're talking about here, which is your personal brand. How are people perceiving you? How could they jump to conclusions about you based on what they see? You know, are you posting stuff that's leading you in the direction of people? giving you what you want. That's the best way to put yeah. it. Like, like I get messages all the time with people wanting to give me money. I get people reaching out to me all the time with people wanting to have me on their show or speak at their events. And that was a vision that I had. I didn't start like that by any means, but I said, how can I leverage my personal brand? Just like you can leverage yours so that I could get more of what I want yeah. and, and position myself in a way where people go, this guy seems like he can help me with my business. This guy right. seems like he has value for my company. This guy seems like somebody we want to have speak at our event. And so you just got to think, okay, if I already have a personal brand, I'm just maybe not leveraging it and using it properly. The way I look at it also as an, as an analogy or a comparison would be like your cell, your cell phone, right? We right. all, we all have most of us. I mean, I think about 4 billion people have a smartphone, right. um, and so billions and billions of people have smartphones, meaning they have access to the internet, access to a camera, access to social media apps, pretty much everything that you're either already paying for and the rest of it's free, the only, and access to all the information that's on that device as well. The only difference is, is there's people out there, this thing takes up their life in a negative way. They're addicted to video games, apps, they're wasting their time watching shows and consuming consuming other people's content, advertisements, and products. You have to learn how to use this tool right here right. to create value, to create content, mm -hmm. to sell products and services that are yours or that are somebody else's. You can create your own affiliate products. You can you know, sell products on Shopify or Amazon. And so the thing that I found is like, if you already have a personal brand and you already have a smartphone, but you're not making money from those things, and you're not moving towards the achievement of your ultimate life and your goals and your financial situation that you want to be in for yourself and for your family, then you really need to learn the knowledge because as crazy as it sounds, 
you already have the two biggest things. You right. have a personal brand and you have a smartphone. You yeah. just don't know what we're going to dive in on here is kind of like the first, I guess, ABCs, the one, two, three steps yeah. of, of what you can do to start using your personal brand and using the phone that you use and touch probably a thousand times a day. I think studies show that the average person touches their phone over 2000 times a day. So what if every time you were touching your phone, it had a chance to make you some money? What if every time you were touching your phone, it gave you a chance to impact people's lives and you were using it to create value in the world? Because let's be honest, that's how you're going to make money. You create value and you solve problems. And your personal brand can be positioned in a way where people perceive you as a massive value add and people perceive you as somebody who can solve problems um, at scale. And that's what's cool about the internet is like you can, I call it scaling trust and rapport. Mm, you, probably, yeah. you probably have five people or 10 people who, you know, ride or die, they trust you, they would give, yeah. you, they would give you money if you started a company or had an idea or got into a tough spot, um, or if you asked them to contribute money to a charity that you were a part of, you probably have five to 10 people you can think of. And those are the people who probably have the most trust and rapport with you. They have the best relationship with you. It's probably your family, your best friend, your significant other, your business partner, but it doesn't really get off of five, maybe 10, you know, 10 people. Sure. But what I will say is if you could learn how to scale the same trust and rapport <laughs> that you have with those people, but make it 50,000 people because of the internet, right. then you start to have a lot of leverage and a lot of power. And for me, that's what I realized was like, I could use the internet. Like right now there's maybe, you know, a couple hundred people who will end up watching this, maybe a couple thousand people, who knows? Yeah. That's a lot of people when it's just you and me chatting. Yeah. This, this could reach thousands of people. Right. And so that's scalability. I can have one conversation with you and it could reach thousands. I could film one video and it could reach millions of people. And yeah. so, you know, we'll, we'll dive into this, but I think it's important yeah. that people understand, like you already have the two biggest assets, your personal brand and a smartphone and access to the internet. Um, it's just most people I see, it's so sad. They don't have the life they want, the money they want, the financial situation, the brand, whatever it is, the impact, the contribution. Right. Um, and I'm like, you have the tools sitting right in front of you. Uh, you're just, you just don't have the knowledge. And so for me, I'm really passionate about learning it myself so that I can do it all. Um, but yeah. then I'm not a selfish person who like doesn't want to share the, you know, the knowledge as I made millions of dollars, you know, my friends and my family and everybody else kind of comes out of the woodworks. What are you doing? How are you doing? this? <laughs> and so, you know, um, I'm very blessed to be able to share with people. And, and to be honest, the only way to ever truly achieve mastery in anything is to teach it. You have to learn it, you have to do it, and then you have yeah. to teach it. And I know so many people who've learned a skill set become so good at doing the skill set, they get paid a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But truly the only way to be a master of anything is to also teach it. So learn, do, and teach. And so for me, teaching also makes me better at what I do. And it also reminds me, you know, I make the the joke and you maybe heard it too. It's like, I forgot more than you'll ever know. Right. Um, yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> you know, for me to teach, it reminds me of all the things that I need to be doing because in life and business, you know, it's not always there's some new secret that you don't know about. It's really just yeah. it's doing the basics more consistently and better than anybody else. And so learning, doing and teaching reminds me of all the things that I need to be doing in my own life and my business. So, you know, I'm grateful to be able to teach people and use interviews like this as a platform to do that. Absolutely. Um, I really think it's important what you said early on in this about we have a personal brand, whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not, in a sense, right? I mean, there's there's no way around it because it's what people say, think, and feel about you sort of behind your back. Yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about how to, if you wanted to, how could you make, say, a banana with a smiley face <laughs> reach 100,000 people? Yeah. You know, one of my things that I always like to talk about is... You know, if you have a product and a service, I say this when I speak on stages because it's it's a really easy way to get people immediately like engaged. I go up yeah. on stage and I say, you know, raise your hand if you have a product and a service that is good for people. It really makes a difference in their life. Right. Everybody, everybody's hand goes up, mm -hmm. and I say, and would you make this is the this is the part? Would you make a lot more money and impact a lot more people if you could just get your product and service? to be known by a lot more of those individuals who could buy it and benefit. And of course, everybody's hand goes up. And so 
it makes me crazy when I realize like you're telling me your problem is that you don't know how to get in front of our people. Right. And so yeah. I show people how incredibly easy it is to reach people. Cause you just told me that if you've got a good product and a service, it's good for people. And you'd make a lot more money and impact a lot more people. If you could get it in front of more people, I go, you want me to show you how easy it is to get in front of people. So, you know, Manny was teeing me up here for uh, yeah. <laughs> something that I really have done. Um, and it is, it's funny cause I, I made it to be intended funny. So I filmed this advertisement. It's one of my highest converting, most profitable ads ever. And so I'm in the kitchen and I say, you know, would you make more money? Would you impact more people? If you could just reach a hundred thousand people in the next 24 hours, a million people in the next week. Right. And of course, well, check this out. I'm going to do it with a banana. So I'm in my kitchen and this ad is super good. It still makes me money today after two years. <laughs> and I, and I get the, I get this banana in my kitchen and I draw a smiley face on it and I go outside to my fountain in my backyard. And I say, I'm going to film this banana. I'm going to throw it in my fountain. And that's going to be a video that's going to get over a hundred thousand people to watch it in less than 24 hours. So I filmed this video of a banana. You can go look on Facebook. It's called Jimmy the Banana. <laughs> Jimmy the Banana. Yeah. Um, and that's a Facebook page. Type in Jimmy the Banana and it'll come up as a Facebook page. You can watch the video. It has 113,000 views and it got those views in 24 hours. 113,000 views. You've probably never had 113,000 views on a video of yours let alone within 24 hours, and this is a freaking banana. Um, and so it just proves the point that like, you're telling me your excuse right now for not having the impact and the income and the influence you want is reaching more people. Really, that's gonna be the excuse we're using here. Uh, let, me, let me get 100,000 views on a banana in 24 hours before you even like, you know, have one full day, I'll reach 100,000 with a banana. So imagine if you got 100,000 people to hear your charity and how your mission for solving world hunger or helping starving children is, or imagine if people heard how good your product yeah. was and how much better it was than the competition. Imagine if you can get a hundred thousand people right. a day to hear your product, your service, your mission statement, and what you're trying to do in the world, you're probably going to get a lot more followers, a lot more advocates, a lot more people to know you, like you, trust you, a lot more opportunities, a lot more sales. And so <laughs> You know, it creates a tidal wave of inbound marketing. You get a lot of people reaching out to you saying, I, right. saw your, I saw that video, I saw your ad, I saw that interview you did. And you can do this with everything. It doesn't have to be advertisements. The banana was not an advertisement. It was me paying money to promote a video of anything I wanted. It happened to be a banana just to prove the point that you can put anything you want on the internet and pay money to put it in front of people it can be an ad, it can be an interview, it could be anything you want, it could be a right. banana. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's so incredibly easy to reach people. And if you're sitting here thinking, what the heck, I can get 100,000 people to watch anything I want in 24 hours, you can get millions of people to watch anything you want in 24 right. hours, either because it goes viral or because you have the budget to promote it and you have a reason to justify why reaching that many people to make money or not make money. I didn't make money off of the banana directly. Nobody actually went there and then was like, I'm gonna buy a banana smoothie recipe. Like I didn't do that, I could have. I could have drove traffic to a Shopify page to buy mm -hmm. banana t-shirts and right. you know banana smoothie recipes and banana, banana bread, granola bars, and banana cereal. I could have done that. Um, but what I've actually done is I've been able to attribute, not down to the penny, but over a couple million dollars in the last two years, I've made a couple million dollars off of a banana video. So think, <laughs> so think about that, think about that. It's not the banana video that made me millions of dollars. It's me using the banana video as an example to build confidence in you that this guy got a video of a banana, 100,000 views in 24 hours, 113,000 views to be exact, in 24 hours. So the, the example of the banana instilled so much confidence in all the 100,000 people that have heard that on my webinar, on a presentation on stage, in this interview. Yeah. And that has led to people buying my programs. And so that banana video actually has made me millions of dollars, which is pretty cool. So think about how could you create an example where the example doesn't make you money, but the example becomes an example within your marketing that creates millions of dollars. That's what I did. You do this every time I talk to you. You do that meta thing. <laughs> um, so 
One of the questions that that I get a lot and that I'd love to hear straight from the answer straight from you is about this idea. You just referred to it. You said the banana didn't make you money like directly, but it's it made, made you I'm writing it down on a sticky note. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have like an epic article that's going to be like how how this guy made over two million dollars from a banana. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do that. It's going to be like an epic article. I'm going to write that down. It's going to be a, a killer one, too. But um. Talk to me a little bit about this concept of indirect ROI and the power of it. Because I think that everybody who's looking to make money online is sort of, they're sort of herded into that idea that everything has to have a direct trackable ROI immediately. I was talking with Dennis Yu last week yeah, yeah. and he brought that up too. That's the, uh, that's the employee condition societal mindset of if I do this work, then I get paid within the hour. Like, so society's conditioned that within us that like, well, Manny, I just worked a full day. Where's my paycheck? Yeah. And yeah. so the problem is, is that society has conditioned us to think that, well, what's your hourly rate? What's your annual salary? What's right. your weekly? What's your monthly check? And so the problem with that is it starts to condition people to think that there's a direct input and an immediate direct output. If I work seven hours, I make $20 an hour times Right. that that amount and so you, you're right it's it conditions yeah. people and the problem is is that then i then you, you start to work with people and they think like this is the messed up part right here manny is they go well i want to get paid before i do the work oh in, God. in yeah. what in what crazy world now now don't get me wrong there are scenarios where you get paid first before the work happens but i'm just saying it's it's different if i come in and some and i say it's going to cost you Fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for me to help you for this amount of time. That's different because I, I don't need the fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. You're asking for my help, and I know that I can help you. Versus an employee who would come into a company, the company does not need the employee. They're dispensable. You can go and find a new employee. I can fire you immediately and just go hire another person like you. And and they say, well, what's my paycheck going to be? And so for me, I think people start to think that like. There's this direct correlation. Like if I work this many hours, I should get this. It's not even that get the point. It's not even about the result they create. It's about right. how much time I worked. Well, yeah. I worked really hard on this. I don't give a rat's ass. You didn't even get me one sale. You didn't produce anything for the company. That didn't help us at all. Right. And then it also starts to get people to think, so I worked 40 hours this week or 50 hours this week. Mm. Yeah, but you still broke. You ain't got money. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so for me, my wife and I were just talking about this. I was like, I can work two or three hours in a day yeah. and it can be $30,000, $40,000 because it was a high income, high impact activity. I could do one webinar that affiliate filled up for me with a thousand or 2000 people on it and make a hundred thousand dollars in two hours yeah. and be like, I'm good. I only need, like, if I know, like, you know, Thursday, I'm doing a big webinar at 5 p.m. Right. Like, so between the hours of 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., I'll make 100 grand. Um, I'm good. Like, I don't need to do that much during that day. I'll still right. be productive and I'm still going to work. But you get my point? Like, yes. I know that on those two and a half hours, I'm going to make about 100 grand. So, like, that's the most productive two and a half hours I can think of. Mm -hmm. um, and so you just got to think, like, it's not about the time that you're putting in because people watching this might be like, oh my God, I work my whole year and don't make a hundred thousand dollars. Right. This guy's going to make a hundred thousand dollars in two and a half hours. I have to split it 50, 50 boo hoo. I have to give the affiliate half of that. But, um, you guys get my point. It's like, it's not about how many hours you work. It's about the effort, the results, the outcome. Like Bill Gates makes like a million dollars a minute or some crazy, whatever the math really yeah. is. Yeah. And so, you know, you got to stop thinking that the amount of hours you put into something has any correlation to how much you should get paid. It's all right. about the result. And that's what's crazy is like, you know, I've helped people in a single day back when I used to do $10,000 VIP days. Mm -hmm. I had a company that I helped go from, it was about $50,000 a month to over $2 million a month. Yeah. And, and what it did was it made me think, wow. I am so stupid for not taking a percentage of the growth and, yeah. and, and charging $10,000 for the day. Most people would be like, $10,000 for the day, that's great. Yeah. But, but I would have been smarter to waive the 10 grand or take half of that and do it for five right. grand 
and take a 10% upside with a cap of a hundred grand. So it's like, give me 10% of what you make up until I made a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. Most people, I get those messages from people all the time. People watching this are probably going to hit me up and be like, dude, help me grow my whole business to 10 million. I'll give you half of it. Yeah. And that, that's the problem though. And I get those people as well. And, and then I have to do a good job judging like what companies and what companies should I gamble on? So this all ties it back to the point of, I don't know when I work with somebody, if they're going to go and become the next hundred million dollar thing, mm-hmm. or if they're going to just make an extra hundred grand. Um, and the person who's going to make an extra couple hundred grand, I definitely want to charge a fee to. And the person who's going to go make a hundred million, I'd much rather take equity in the company, but it's hard to know the difference because I don't know what you're going to be capable of doing. Um, and and back to the point, you just don't know sometimes like what is the results going to end up being? And if you're always charging hourly, you're just never going to, you're never going to get to the next level of your life, of your business. Um, and so that's why, you know, finding a way to get into a performance position where you're getting paid on performance, the results, um, I would always like, like for me, I've partnered up with a lot of celebrities, as you know, yeah. um, and you know, we're helping a lot of celebrities launch their brands nowadays. So I found that I could take my expertise and instead of having somebody pay me 10, 20, 30, 50, even a hundred thousand dollars, I've had people pay me just to help them with their business, um, for like couple weeks or whatever it ends up being right and that's not straight that's just like a couple hours um throughout every day and um now i'm like that's so stupid of me i would rather just partner with a celebrity who has 10 million followers and we could do 10 million dollars and i'd rather get 20 percent of that but then but they don't pay me anything and i do everything with my team so do you get the point it's like yeah it's the same effort and energy for me to be like oh i could charge people all day 20 grand 50 grand 100 grand Right. Um, or I could just go to like one or two celebrities and say, this year yeah. I'm going to have these two celebrities and we're going to take it to $10 million. And they already right. have the customers and the buyers. We just have to build everything there. So it's the same effort. It's the same energy. One is money that's in my pocket instantaneously before I've done any work. The other one, I have to do all the work up front and take all the risk up front in hopes that the celebrity promotes and hopes that the sales come through and hope that yeah. their 10 million customers turn into a 0.001% conversion and whatever yeah. hypothetical financial projections we have. So again, right. I'm on the same journey as all of you. It's like when the money's there and the money's good and the money's easy and the paychecks are big. And for the first time you see a couple extra zeros, you're going to be like, I'm taking it. But then yeah. you, get, you get to a point where you realize the real money and the real wealth that gets built is always in the potential performance of upside than it is trading time for dollars because no one's going to pay you 50 grand for an hour. But if you made the right strategic investment in a company that took off, you could get $50,000 an hour for the work that you put in. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, people have this whole mindset of like, I want to get paid for the work I immediately did. And if that's the mindset you have, you're always going to be broke. Um, You know, I try to, I partner up with people all the time, as you know, that come to me and they're like, Mark, I want to partner with you. And if it's a partnership on performance, I'm way more likely to say yes than if it's a partnership that involves me paying almost any amount of money up front. Because I'm like, yeah. don't you realize that if we if we did a bad job, we'll do a couple hundred grand together. If we do a good job, we'll do a couple million together in the first year. Like, why would you charge me five or ten grand up front? Don't you sound, don't you see how stupid that sounds? Right. Um, like, why don't you eat those costs? Like, I do it all the time when I partner with celebrities. So again, my rant just validates <laughs> validates that like. If you're trading time for dollars, you're going to always be limited in your financial success. Yeah. And what I see a lot is even in the like, like there's this sort of hybrid between an entrepreneur and an hourly worker. Right. And and that that hybrid person calls themselves an entrepreneur. They have a thing they're selling. They're, they're hustling on their own. But yet that mentality that you wouldn't spend a nickel that you couldn't immediately track the return on. Uh, it, it keeps them limited. Big right? time. Like when, yeah. people, when people make an investment, they're like, well, how soon am I going to make my money back? Right. They ask, when they invest in like a $1,000 program or a $2,000 yeah. thing, they're like, well, how yeah. quick am I going to make my money back? I'm like, man, you you got to change that mindset. Like if you're already thinking, how do I make, <laughs> yeah. well, I make my money back in 30 days? I'm like, right. that mindset's the first thing that needs to change if you yeah. want to become successful. So... um <laughs> One of the things that if if I'm being like full disclosure here, since this is an interview, when when you first came into my world, it was through exactly what you then taught me yep. that I now teach others, you know, about the boosted content idea. 
I fit a demographic of one of your audiences. So you started sending me content and I started watching it. And here's the thing that I, I want to just sort of say publicly that I think is interesting. At first I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's obviously got a good videographer, whatever. man. <laughs> you know? And then little by little, um, through, I guess what you call a mere exposure effect, you know, just by seeing it over and over again, I was like, Oh wait, that one thing that he just said really makes sense. So I start listening a little more mm. and that starting to listen a little more went all the way up to joining your mastermind. Yeah. This is what I want people to understand in terms of uh, what you've taught me, frankly, about the long game and thinking the long game. Um, so it, Tell, tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about uh, kind of the psychology of, you know, playing that long game like that. <clears throat> so first off, um, what you went through is happening to thousands of people every single month. Yep. Um, and that's why, that's when I said scale trust and rapport automatically. Um, like, you know, you could take any message, any video, any photo, any experience in your life, past, present, future, and you could find some way to tie it into a piece of content, into an, into an interview, yeah. um, into an Instagram post or a YouTube video or whatever, Facebook. Um, and if, if enough people see it, because you can pay for them to see it, you can get 100,000 people to watch a banana in a day. Yeah. Um, you can get people to see it. You could just get 5,000 people to see your stuff every day. That's 5,000 people. And over months, over years, the uh, the amount of people that you could build trust and rapport with at scale automatically for the same one hour a day you put into the effort, it could be reaching that many more people. It's really powerful. It has a snowball effect. But you don't see that the 10 hours you put in directly correlated to making money. You don't, you don't, right. see, that, you don't see that the first hundred hours you put in directly correlates to money. But after a couple of years, you look back and you're like, whoa, that was the best thing I ever did for my brand. Cause yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, you don't know that maybe the first date is going to be the person you marry. Maybe right. you don't know that maybe the first time you met your friend who became your best friend at a networking event or just randomly yeah. through another, you don't know they're going to become your best friend. You maybe don't know that that person you met at the back of the seminar room at that one conference ends up becoming your business partner five years from now and you do millions together or sell your company for a hundred million or a billion. You just don't know. And so what I can tell you is when you build your personal brand, it's the same thing. You just don't know how many opportunities are going to you know, come across your, your table when you build your personal brand. It takes years and years to see it. Yeah. But if you follow the process, if you commit, the results are going to happen. It's like going to the gym. When you go to the gym, you don't instantly get in great shape. But you just know with blind faith, you right. know that if I go to the gym every day for 30 minutes in an hour and I work hard and I follow the habit and I put the intensity in, I'm going to get the results. I'm going to get in shape. It's yeah. just a matter of time. So you know with your personal brand, you're not going to instantly see results, but you're going to get the results eventually. And it might take a couple of years and people might call you crazy. But at the end of the day, you'll be the one laughing, uh, living, living your dream life and you know, cashing those checks. Um, plus all the incredible contribution you're going to have if, uh, you yeah. want to have, if you want to have an amazing impact as well. Um, so wait, just what was the specifics of your question? Cause I want to make sure that I answer it for the viewer. Well, the specifics of the question I think was, um, was it, how do we walk somebody through the process of like, no, but I actually want to talk about that now. So, <laughs> so just to set the question up, right. You've met, you've mentioned a lot about this process. Yeah. What would you say are the ABCs or the first, you know, the first three to five steps? First thing is you got to figure out, I guess, the vision for your life. This is less about your personal brand, but it has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. because your personal brand is you, it's your essence of who you are. So the first step would be really getting clear on the vision for your life and, and what you want to achieve. Um, once you know what you want to achieve, where you want to live, the house you want to have, or the multiple houses you want to have, the right. summer house, the winter house, the vacation home. Like once you have a vision for your life, it could be 10 years from now, it could be 20 years from now. Um, figure out what that looks like, put a time frame on it. Say in 10 years from now, I want my life to look like this. In 20 years from now, I want my life to look like this. You don't need to go too much further out than 10 to 20 years. I think those are good timeframes because anything past that is just 
a, 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 you have yeah. no idea. But I would say like 10 years from now, like where do you want to be in 10 years from now? You see most people overestimate what they can do in one year, right. but they underestimate what they can do in 10 because most people only ever set one year goals and they're wildly big. Well, most people aren't, but like most people are like, this year I'm gonna get in the best shape of my life. Man, you ain't never been in the best shape of your life. What makes you think you're gonna get in the best shape of your life? <laughs> or like this year, I'm gonna make a million. I'm like, how much do you make right now? 50 grand? You ain't gonna jump 20, right. you ain't gonna jump 20X. You ain't gonna jump 2000%. What right. are you gonna win the lottery? And so it's like, why don't you say I'm gonna make, you know, my first million dollar year five years from now and yeah. work towards it. If it happens sooner, great. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you say I wanna make a million dollars a month 10 years from now, like in 10 years from now, I'm going to have my first million dollar month. That's a great, that's a great goal to have. Um, and so, you know, that was one of my goals. I was like, I want to make a million dollars a month. Um, I was able to do it in seven years. Um, within, you know, most people never make a million dollars in a year. Mine was, I want to make a million dollars every single month. Um, I don't make it every single month right now. Um, I'm about to next year. We'll make over a million dollars a month every month. Um, so set that goal. Get laser focused on what your vision is for your life, your personal yeah. life. What does your personal life look like and your professional life? And then figure out who you need to become because personal branding is who you are um, and you sharing who you are on the internet through the journey of your life, the ups, the downs, your personal life, your professional life, your business, what you're investing in. You want to jump in? I, Dude, yeah. Oh. It, it's On the one hand, I love listening to you talk about this stuff. On the other hand, you trigger so many questions. You know? I know. I know. Um, there's so much. So it's like, yeah. get, get, the, get the vision for your life. Yeah. Figure out exactly what it looks like. Come up with emotional reasons why you're going to achieve it more so than just like, I want the watch and I want the house and right. I want, I want the car and the jet, like have emotional reasons and then get clear on who you need to become. Yeah. And that's, that's the big one that most people leave out. They just set the, the vision and the goal. And then they're the same person who's trying right. to take action towards the goal instead of figuring out who they need to become. Cause this is kind of like a life hack. I figured out that one of the reasons why I'm able to manifest, I'll use that term, why, why I'm able to, why I'm able to achieve pretty much every goal I've ever set in my life. And I have a lot more goals. I keep setting new goals as I achieve mm -hmm. them. Um, but it, the reason why I'm able to manifest and achieve my goals is because I know one of the secrets to life is not what I need to do in order to achieve a goal, but instead it's these two things. It's why do I want to achieve the goal and who do I need to become? Most yeah. people, most people just say, I want to figure out how to make money online. And they, mm -hmm. version 1.0 of them, just yeah. go on the internet and start learning how to make money on the internet. I, on the other hand, know that that's the easiest part of the equation and the least important. Why is it the least important? Because it's already there. The blueprint was already there. It yeah. is already there. So if I want it, I can get it. But why don't more people make money online than if the blueprint is right. on the is there? Right. Because they miss these two most important parts. They don't have a strong enough compelling reason for why they are absolutely going to achieve it. It's a must. It is a must. We don't achieve our wants. We achieve our must. So they don't have a compelling must. So me, I come up with a must and then I figure out who do I have to become? Do I have to be more confident? Do I have to communicate more articulately? <laughs> do I have to learn new ways of, you know, of creating my day-to-day -day habits? Do I have to procrastinate less? Do I have to become a better networker? Do I have to overcome fear and objections and being uncomfortable and putting myself on camera? Do I have to practice speaking on stage and learning how to do marketing? What is that? Uh, do I have to learn how to sell people? Oh, I hate selling. That feels so weird. Um, do I have to learn all these new skill sets? Okay. And who's the person that I need to become in order to do that? Well, I probably have to be like this and I probably have to be like this. And so for me, you know, why are you going to achieve it and who are you going to become is always more important than what do I need to do to achieve this outcome? Yeah. Because there's fat people and they know how to get in shape, yeah. but they don't, but right. they don't do it. Right. And there's broke people who complain about not making money, but I know broke people who are wealthier than me now because they, right. they figured something out, right? They had a bigger reason to become successful. And, and they've been doing it longer. And so it's like, 
knowing how to do something and what you need to do is part of the equation. I will give you that, but it's probably 20% of the equation. 80% of the equation is why are you going to do it and who do you need to become? And if you have a good reason why you're going to achieve your vision for your life and who you need to become, then how to build your personal brand to be the vehicle to make the money and to create the impact and to share. Here's the best part to share the journey of many 1.0, 2.0, 6.0, 12.0. People are going to be like, dang, I've been following Manny for five years now. Mm -hmm. This guy was going, was living in his apartment. Then he bought his first dream home. Then he bought some apartment buildings. Then he bought a private jet. He just donated a million dollars to charity. He's got 500,000 followers. He just wrote a New York Times bestseller. He just interviewed Tony Robbins. Like I've been following you, Manny, for five years. You went from this guy to this guy to this guy to this guy. Something you're doing is working. And so that's the other cool part about your personal brand is when you just live your best life and document it and add value, yeah. you're going to make a lot more money no matter what you do. And your personal brand allows you to pivot into a new career, a new business, a new product, a new <laughs> service. And that's why I say your personal brand is your most valuable, under-leveraged, underutilized asset you don't even know you have. Um, right. Because any new career or business or product or service or charity or anything you do in the future, your personal brand goes with you. That's the best part about it. You're always with yourself. So yeah. imagine if you just made yourself the best possible version it could be. And instead of just building 10 relationships, 20 relationships, you build 100,000 relationships on the internet and you got all the right prospects, partners, opportunities, and people to know about you. And they saw your evolution and your journey. Uh, instead of your destination. And that's the key part. Most people wait to share their journey until they arrive at a destination where they feel yeah. confident. Like, oh, now that I've achieved this success, right. now I can go online. But you got to realize people don't want to arrive at your destination with you because they can't relate because they're still sitting on their couch in their apartment and you're the jerk who's on the private jet and on the yacht and living, <laughs> living your best life. And they're yeah. like, and they don't know if you rented it or not. But, right. if they, but if they followed your journey for five years, then they can see that Steve Jobs really did go from his garage to Apple. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So the journey is what people want to follow. And so regardless of where you're at right now, get over it, start sharing and documenting yeah. your journey because people want to follow you from the, the, right. couch, the couch to the boardroom or whatever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think the, the, the shift, the mental shift between what do I have to do to get there and who do I have to become to get there? Mm. I don't know if we can say that loud enough. I don't know if we can put that in big enough letters. You know what I mean? Uh, I yeah. think of, I think of like, I'm a huge fan of the Marvel comics universe mm. and I think of Ultron, right? Yeah. He, he just kept building better versions of himself. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I use with, with coaching a lot is like, you got to be prepared to just rip, tear down the old you, which is the current you and, and know that who you are now won't get what you want or you'd have it already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's about becoming this new person. I'm so glad you said that, man. Um, and I think that you're a really, really powerful example of that because you started very, very young, you know, by, by, by whatever, you know, objective standard. I was, yeah, I was 23 and I just turned 30. So I've been, yeah. doing, it, I've been doing it for seven years. And when you started, uh, if memory serves, you didn't have any special leg up, did you? No. I mean, I and it's important. My back, my back, right? I, I was a failure in school. Um, <laughs> I failed my way through school, and uh, I was a professional paintball player. So, if you think being a failure in school, um, all throughout school, there wasn't like, yeah, but then all of a sudden he hit his growth spurt. No, right. I was, yeah. no, I was garbage from first grade to college. Yeah. Um, I went to junior college because I couldn't even get into a university. Like, I had to go to a junior college. Cause I wasn't smart enough and didn't have good enough grades to go from high school to a university. Right. So remember I'm that guy. I wasn't, I didn't have good enough grades to even go to a actual college. I had to go to junior college, which, and it cost like $500 to go. Right. Um, textbooks were more expensive than the tuition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, I mean, I definitely didn't have anything. I grew up in a tiny little house in Tustin, um, you know, very humble beginnings. Um, like, I come from a family of farmers and construction workers um, and like the ones doing the work, not the ones like who own the farmers, like, like the ones on the farm doing the manual labor. Um, and 
And then I played professional paintball. So it's not like I even had a sports scholarship or anything. Like I played paintball, the thing that you might think is like a once a year hobby for your child, your child or for kids. That was yeah. my sport. So like, no, I didn't have anything. Uh, what I had was a chip on my shoulder because everybody thought I was the stupid kid. What I had was drive inside of me to prove everybody wrong. What I had was, you know, light energy wanting to be the best version of myself, but also dark energies like Michael Jordan, where I'm like, oh, I'm the last guy picked on the team. I'm the dumb guy. I'm the one who yeah. everybody thinks is the number one to fail. Okay, watch. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the guy that <laughs> I think that's a really interesting thing too because um is like you familiar with the term spiritual bypassing i'm familiar yeah there's almost this thing called like entrepreneurial bypassing right where you have to lay out this backstory that looks a certain way and one of the things that is sort of a little bit taboo is this idea that like i remember tony robbins saying once use the pain of your life to sculpt your soul mm. right and so for me i took that as like it, we won't go into my background too much, but it sucked. <laughs> it was hard. It was crappy. And, and I remember just using it. Like I will, uh, I will show you all. Exactly. You know what I mean? I will show every one of you. Like, and there was a long period in time where I just had to know that there was something in me despite all external reflection. Mm. So I, I'd like to hear like, you can start out easily with that sort of pissed off fire, right? But then as things start to, you start to manifest things, did you find times where it was not as easy to access that? What, like, what did it look like to sustain that drive? That's what I'm curious about. Um, I think it's raising your standards. Um, for me, yeah, I can always tap back into that modality yeah, of yeah. like being pissed and like yeah. tr and trigger myself. Um, which I think is part of the thing is like, I think most people, they get so, they get so easily externally triggered from outside mm -hmm. influences, yeah. outside people, outside social media posts, outside mm -hmm. news, outside politicians. Um, mm -hmm. Like, like people are so easily influenced by external factors. Um, for me, I found it to be really valuable to get numb to external factors um, and to become really good at triggering myself. Um, and so I find most people are, and at the end of the day, what we could say if we wanted to really get down to it was nothing externally is actually triggering you. You're letting it trigger you. So you actually are really good at triggering yourself. Yeah. But, but I'll say it this way instead. You're so unaware of yourself being triggered that you don't mm -hmm. know how to control your triggers. Therefore, I would say other people are influencing and triggering you. You're not even aware yeah. that you're that you're triggering yourself, because um, no one can trigger you. You just yeah. let you let them trigger you. Right. Um, and right. so if I was going to go down that right, but yeah. like, yeah. but what I found is I don't let external things trigger me. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, I'm not a robot. I'm still a human. Yeah. Um, you know, I still feel emotions and, and external stimuli still can mm -hmm. influence me and trigger me. Um, but it's very, 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 very in my control. And I'm so aware of it. And I've set up like a moat around my brain and my emotion. <laughs> I and, I, and I have like a million troops that guard my, my brain yeah. and my emotions. And like, I have so many filters and filters and filters mm -hmm. that be before I let something emotionally get into my body or before I let it manifest and metabolize, mm -hmm. I can like, I can like, Maybe it got through somehow and I felt it for a second and I go, oh, I feel triggered. And yeah, then, I can, I, then yeah. I can really quickly go like, ooh, and like, and like, <laughs> and like, like maybe, maybe it got like, it went through my armor just a little bit and I felt mm -hmm. it and I felt yeah. it and I got like a little drop of blood and I'm like, oh, somehow that, that triggered me. Right. And then I'm able to like get rid of it, like yeah. through breath and through other yeah. things. Yeah. I can quickly dissolve the emotional state and reframe it and release it. Um, so for me, that's a huge one. I think, you know, most people are just so easily triggered that they don't, uh, they don't have, they don't actually have control over their life. Cause what I found is like, if you don't have control over your emotional state throughout the day and you're not constantly checking in with yourself, um, you're, you're not going to achieve your goals as fast as you could. You're not going to live in the emotional states 
that you want to like happiness right. and gratitude yeah. and love and connection, like all the best emotional states that you strive for. The reason you've even set your goals is because you think when you achieve it, it's going to give you an emotional state. Yeah. Man, you can give yourself that emotional state right now. Like, right like now. oh, when I achieve that goal, I'll feel significant. You might not if you don't practice feeling significant now. Um, <laughs> that's, that's you know, like, like, oh, when I find this new person, I'll feel loved. Yeah. You ain't going to feel loved if you don't love yourself and love the world right, right now. And right. so for me, I'm just like so aware that anytime I want something, yeah. I ask myself, like, I don't really want that thing, that material thing or that, right. that, that external thing. Like, yeah. I want an emotional state to be the end, the means to an everything is like a means to an end. And so I'm yeah. like, I really just want the means to an end, which is feeling respected, feeling significant, feeling right. loved, feeling happy, yeah. feeling, feeling proud, feeling confident. Can I just think of a memory from a past reference to let myself feel that way right now? Can I just ask myself powerful questions to feel that way? Can I just yeah. message a friend or a loved one and feel that way right now? Yeah. So I don't need to feel bad about that thing or I don't need to achieve that thing right. for those for those reasons or I don't and so I just think a lot of people's lives would be better if they had a higher level of awareness about how how triggered they are being from external things especially right now during a pandemic it's like right man you see people's true colors with the stuff they're posting online right now yeah. um you know is what it is but um like right, I said right. when you you asked me before we went live you're like how you doing man I was like better than ever I was yeah, like I was yeah. like I'm blessed um and it's because I'm I'm in control. I'm in control. Yeah. You know what I mean. And the things that I'm not in control of, great. I mean, you know, I almost died not yeah. too long not too long ago from sepsis, uh, which is a rare infection in your bloodstream. Which you know, the 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 level that I had kills you in 48 hours. It kills one out of four young healthy people. Um, and so I am blessed to have been alive from that. But that taught me so much. That gave me so yeah. much. That gave me so many lessons and gifts. And uh, it just taught me so much about how easily you can lose everything and how how in control you are, but how not in control you are and how God and the universe, you know, can just, it can just take everything from you. And it could say, we want you to come home sooner than you were expecting. Right, um, yeah. And so, you know, for me, I just know it's like what I can control is how I feel and how I, how I look at the world. There's a lot of things that you can't control, um, but to get upset about things you can't control. Like for me, like when I was dying, I, I just came to terms. I was like, if I'm going to die, then I'm like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be incredible. I was like, I'm, I, I want to make sure that if I'm going to die, I make sure the people that love me, you know, that they're not going to be like crushed. I want to make yeah. sure they, I want to make sure they know that I'm dying. Like, and I feel like I already lived the best life I could have. And that I'm, if I'm dying right now in the hospital, that it's like the best ever. Like I'm, yeah. I'm so happy that like God and the universe wants my soul and my energy spirit back out, back out in the universe um, and I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to be in this skin suit anymore. Right. Um, and all my problems go away. Right. Like I just yeah. go back out. And so I was like, yeah. if this is the case, then I found a way to reframe it. And I was like, yeah. I was like, man, this is going to be incredible. Like, and I found a positive spin on it. Yeah. Um, because that's the thing is like you, things you can't control, you can still control what it means to you. Um, you know, people right. who there's so many incredible, I love studying stories of people who've lived through adversity that I can't even fathom. Yeah. And, uh, and just hearing how like people who go through adversity and keep their, their victim mentality with them for the rest of their life, live a terrible life. And they use that story about being a victim and the adversity yeah. they went through to hold them back forever. And then there's the people who like survived the Holocaust and crazy right. things. Yeah. And you hear they turn that into the most amazing story about why sure. they're so lucky and how that experience turned them into the person they are today and how they're so grateful to have gone through that. And you're like two, two people, same experience. <laughs> right. One yeah. person's life is over. The other person's life is better than it could have ever been. Right. And so it just shows you that like the human experience is so unique. Um, the one thing that we can control is how we choose to, you know, look at things and yeah. I don't care if I'm labeled a clinical psychopath, if I'm always happy and my life right. is great and incredible. And like yeah. I said, I mean, it's not like I have my ups and my downs and I have my days sure. um, and I feel emotional states um, that are not the ones that I want to feel, right. but I, but I find a way to tap back in. So, you know, different tangent than personal branding, but like at the end of the day, nobody's going to want to follow you and engage with you and buy from you. If you have low self-awareness, Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk, who arguably has one of the biggest personal brands in the education space. He always says self-awareness is one of the best things any human could ever have. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to have a very big personal brand if your self-awareness and your emotional state's out of whack and you're not in control of it. Um, yeah. So 
it was worthy, worthy tangent. On life. I think, I think it's an important tangent too. Uh, I'm not even sure it's that much of a tangent for two reasons. One is um, people aren't going to want to connect with a personal brand that isn't aspirational. Hmm. Right. I mean, if I can watch you, like even in the time that I've known you, uh, you've gone from one level of accomplishment of your desires to a much, much higher level. And it's only been like two and a half years or something, three years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to a much, much higher level. Um, and I just want to kind of, I, I think that the thing that I want people to know is that I've spent time with you. This isn't our first chat. Um, at the risk of sort of glad handing you at the end of the interview, you exemplify these things every time we connect. It's really like, this isn't just theater for the interview. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Cause, no, this, cause is, we all... this is me. This is you and me at the coffee shop. If, yeah. uh, and if, and if it was any other conversation besides this, I would, that'd be the last time we had coffee. Like, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. like I just, uh, and I can tell people that, like, I can say that authentically cause that's me living my authentic self. Like these are the only conversations I have. And yeah. if they're, and if these are not the conversations that you have consistently mm -hmm. with your friends, your family, your coaches, your mentors, whoever yeah. it is that you have in your, you know, the old saying, you're the sum yeah. of the five people you hang out with. Right. Well, yeah. these are the, these are the only conversations that I have. Um, I talk about other things too, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're not having conversations that are inspiring, that are uplifting, that are motivating, that makes yeah. you be like, damn, every time I hang out with my friends, I right. want to take notes or I'm learning right. something or I'm yeah. like, these are great reminders. These are great conversations. So yeah. yeah, this is definitely far from anything but us being our authentic selves. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that it's worth saying that to the public, you yeah. know, because there's so much posturing and positioning and, and everything. And I think you can tell, I think at the end of the day, I think you could tell like, uh, that's why, you know, I teach broad content and niche content, niche content, right. niche content yeah. is I'm the expert. Listen right. to me. I'm so right. smart. I'm so successful. Yeah. You should pay mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and then the other broad content is I'm a human. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. Mm -hmm. Here's what I believe. Here's what I value. Here's what I'm eating. Here's where I'm traveling. Here's who I'm hanging with. Here's the book I'm reading. And that's why I think you can you can decipher through the personal brands that are posturing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, although I don't agree with everything Gary Vaynerchuk says, I got nothing but love and respect for that guy. He's done an amazing yeah. job in so yeah. many regards with his business and his personal brand. And he does such a good job with his broad content. He very rarely ever talks about his expertise his content. Yeah. He just talks about that his broad content. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and that's what I admire about Gary is he's just very authentic. He's who he is. He's always going to yeah. be Gary. Yeah. Um, there's other people out there. We don't need to name names and you can just tell they, they don't really, I don't know if they're really showing you who they really are. Yeah, um, yeah. And and for me, I started the first probably four years of my career, maybe even five. Yeah. Trying to be somebody that I thought people wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. um, trying to be, I'm telling people like, this is me being myself, but I used to try to be myself in a way that leaned in to the qualities and the attributions and, yeah. and, the, and the language patterns I thought people wanted me to yeah. sound like and look like. Yeah. Um, now I'm just, now I'm just, you know, I'm just me now. Um, yeah. as I, as I step more into just, and you can mm -hmm. watch my videos from a couple years ago versus my mm -hmm. videos today. You're like, Oh, one guy is trying to be the guy. And then this guy is just, now I yeah. just am, now I just am myself. Who's yeah. the guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah. to be, and now I just am. <laughs> the, that was the difference. Well, um, I know we're at about an hour now and I, I could, you know, discuss and pick your brain for much, much longer, of course, but I want to thank you so much for your time, for your authenticity and your generosity, Mark. Um, I guess that the, the thing that I want people to understand having watched this is that you're always your personal brand, no matter what, if for some reason the, the term personal brand maybe strikes you wrong, I would reframe that. Perfect. Because wouldn't you agree that social media is an unprecedented opportunity? I mean, it is just a gobsmacking opportunity. Yeah. You know? your, your personal brand is the impression you make on people when they see you yeah. first and the yeah. impression that they make on you when they feel like they know you. So think about that. Yeah. It's like, what is the first impression they have? And then what is the impression they have after they've actually gotten to know you? Like, what would your mm -hmm. friends say about you behind your right. back? Right. That's your personal mm -hmm. brand. What would 
I say about you if I just met you for the very first time, but not in the way that you tried to get me to see you because you put on because <laughs> you put because right. you're like, oh, it's my job interview. Let me be my best. But like, yeah. I looked you up on the internet. What do mm -hmm. I see? So it's yeah. like, and you're like, oh, you might find that video of me doing a keg stand, um, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like that might be the first video you see. So yeah. it's like, you know, what are people perceiving you as? Just think about yeah. your personal brand. Is that like, how are people judging you, perceiving you, talking about you? So. The terminology personal brand is just uh, just a word, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, man, for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I know that everybody who connects with this is going to be uh is going to be better, better off for having done it. Yeah. My, you know, final advice for people would be just so you have like an action step would be, yeah. you know, start forcing yourself to put out more content. Don't look at yourself as an expert. We don't need more fake gurus and experts. We need you, right. the authentic version of you, wherever right. you are in your journey, chapter one or chapter 12, nobody cares. Um, they want to follow your journey and it might have one person following it and eventually you'll have a thousand and you'll have however many you want. If you want to reach millions of people, you can, it's easy. Um, so just get over the fact that you're going to have people saying negative things. Who cares? Yeah. Don't yeah. get triggered by external stimuli, stick right. to the vision, stick to the mission. You know, one of my sayings is stop having your confidence and certainty come from a place of, you know, your achievements. And instead, mm -hmm. try to have your confidence and your certainty come from a place of your purpose and your mission. So most people are like, oh, I can't put my personal brand online. I haven't achieved anything yet. That means you're using your achievements as a benchmark to determine if you're going to be confident to put content online. Don't right. do that. Have your, do mission, that. have your mission and your purpose. Like Martin Luther King, I have a dream. He doesn't necessarily have anything besides a dream, but everybody got behind him. So think about it. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like you just got to have a mission and a vision that's so compelling. People want to follow you. Um, and even then, if you don't, that's okay. That doesn't mean I'll start when I have a mission and a purpose and a vision. You don't, you start now and you figure it out as you go, but start putting out content. One of the best things you can do is look at yourself as a broker. Look at yourself as a facilitator. Look at yourself as a connector. I'm going to read a book right here, I'm going to read a book and then I'm going to film a video that says, Hey, I just read this book from Tony Robbins. And you know what I just learned was this, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I just read this book from Tim Ferriss. And what I just learned was this, and you just share knowledge from other people who are truly the experts. Cause here's, what's going to blow your mind. You're going to be shocked how many people have not read the book that you're going to summarize. And my whole career started off with nothing more than what I'm telling you to do, which is just study other experts on mm -hmm. subjects you're passionate about that you maybe want to build your personal brand towards the direct. If you want to be great at sales, don't come out the gate and be like, I'm the best salesperson. I'm better than Jordan Belford and Grant Cardone. I'm better than Dan Locke. I'm better than everybody. Here's my content. Right. Instead, right. say, let me summarize Jordan Belford's content. Let me summarize this book I just read on mm -hmm. this closer's book. Let me summarize, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And you just start sharing all the little golden nuggets and values. So think about it. If a book has 17 chapters, there's 17 pieces of content minimum. If a book has 30 chapters, which is more realistic, there's a minimum of 30 pieces of content. Right. Like behind me, I have over, I don't know, close to a thousand books um, just on this bookshelf. This is one of my bookshelves. And all of these, <laughs> all of these books I've read, most of them are on sales and marketing and psychology and influence and personal mm -hmm. development. And so I probably have like a hundred thousand pieces of content just behind me in these books. I don't mm -hmm. need to know anything. I just need to open up a book. Like right here, I just smashed through this book. Uh, the 16 word sales letter. You should get it, Manny. It's, it's, a, it's a good one. And it's a short read too. It's only like 90 pages. Um, you can easily read it in a day, but go through this and there's easily like 50 little things you could do. If you wanted to be a copywriter and you wanted to mm -hmm. start building your personal brand as a copywriter, don't try to come out the gate and be the expert. Right. Be like, be like, and guess what? People who wrote these books are going to love you for giving them free reviews. Yeah. You say, you say, Hey, what's up? My name's Mark Lack. And I just read the 16 word sales letter. And one of the things that it taught me was three powerful questions. You have to overcome in the mind of your buyer when writing copy. The first question is this, and that means this. And the second question and the third question, hope you enjoyed this tip. I'm going to keep summarizing all different types of books on copywriting. So if you want to follow me for all those tips, make sure you subscribe. And now your whole brand on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram is you just summarizing other experts books that ain't nobody ever going to read anyway, <laughs> because people, 
are just lazy and they don't want right. to read books. Right. So, but the, what you know what they do want? They want to scroll on Instagram and social yeah. media and watch 60 second videos of somebody summarizing the books. Yeah. So your whole brand can be built off the back of somebody else's empire, the back of somebody else's New York Times bestseller, the back of somebody's 20 year career. Your yeah. whole because guess what? These people right here, they ain't making Instagram channels doing this. Right. These people call me up and want my consulting, and right. I tell them, I'm like, why don't you just go and make a whole Instagram and YouTube channel and a whole podcast around your book and the concepts? And they're like, that's really smart. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you to do the same thing. Nobody yeah. needs another expert, nobody needs another guru, nobody needs another New York Times bestseller or anything like that. They need somebody who's gonna say, I'm just like you. I'm on the journey and I'm going to go out and read all the books. I'm going to do all the research and I'm yeah. going to only share with you what works and what's the best. Yep. And so that would be my action tip for all of you watching right now is like, if you're just grassroots getting started, or even if you're at any point in your career, I've even told Manny to do this, mm -hmm. just start grabbing books that you want to eventually build your brand on. Cause imagine if you do that, if you summarize every copywriting book on the planet for three years on YouTube right. and Facebook, Instagram, eventually I'm going to be like, you're the freaking copywriter person. <laughs> you're the guy. Yeah. And, totally. and people are going to think you're a genius. And it's yeah. like, Oh, thanks. I'm a genius. I just summarized yeah. every best book on the planet. And they're going to be yeah. like, you're amazing. You're so smart. And so that's probably one of my simplest best tips for you to leave this with is like, Oh, that's how I build my whole brand for the next couple of years right there. And then right. pivot and change and sprinkle, yeah. sprinkle a little bit of your essence in there of who you really are as a person. And mm -hmm. people are going to love you for you and actually know you. And they're going to be like, you're also a freaking genius when it comes to blank, all the books you're summarizing, right. which is so easy. Anybody can do that. So you're a broker, a connector, a facilitator, and a content creator and start from there. Well, you just uh, basically threw a hand grenade in at the end there. <laughs> I, had to, I had to leave one. That was brilliant, man. Had to leave him with right. an action step. Yeah, that was that was a that was a hell of an action step. <laughs> All right, Mark, thank you so much, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh,